Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If there's one person that we can all agree on absolutely despising, it is, without a doubt, a traffic warden. They seem to thrive in causing the misery and financial detriment of normal people who just made a car parking mistake. However, in this story of petty revenge, this woman finally gets some justice for everyone who's ever been done wrong by a parking ticket officer. Don't want to tell me what that parking ticket is for? Okay, I'll get that ticket thrown out in court along with jeopardizing any ticket the city wrote on that same form. The ticket. This was mid to late 90s in a northern Midwest mid-sized city. Parking near my apartment near a university was only on street parking. Bad in the best of times. It got miserable in winter with alternate side parking eliminating half the parking on major streets such as where my apartment was. Failing to find any parking, some nights I would risk it. Sometimes I got a ticket, sometimes not, but at least I typically knew why I got a ticket. Until one morning. I was cited for violation number 27. I had no idea what that was all about. It wasn't an alternate side violation, not an expired meter issue, not a loading zone thing. I just didn't know what it was. What did I do wrong? I went by the office to pay the ticket and I asked the clerk, by the way, what is violation number 27? I don't know and I don't want to get ticketed for whatever it is again. Her reply set me off. We don't have to tell you. Uh, excuse me? I took my check out of her hand and picked up my ticket. This was back in the 90s, by the way. I told you it was a long time ago. We used to write out little slips of paper called checks that the recipient could take to the bank and deposit. Half of you kids reading Reddit have probably never written a check. I'm old. Sue me. Now get off my lawn. I asked her who could tell me then. She shrugged. Maybe the prosecutor's office? I left ticket unpaid i stopped by the prosecutor's office ticket in hand to ask i apologized to the receptionist for such a ridiculous waste of time i just wanted to know and she rolled her eyes at me i got nowhere there digging in my heels doing legal research for a poor recent college grad i certainly wasn't going to waste my money with a lawyer but i was hard-headed enough to want to know what violation number 27 was before i paid it I resolved to go to the public library and pull out the law books with the city ordinances and state statutes. By the way, a library is a physical building with actual printed books where people used to have to go to look up information before everything was online. I'm old. I told you. And you stay off my lawn. I'm wondering how young OP thinks we all are. I settled in, flipped through the pages, cross-referenced ordinances and statutes, and found something interesting. Possibly it was very interesting. I checked the court date on the ticket and made up my mind. I would dang well fight City Hall. Court time. I showed up in court. Some paperwork was handed out to those of us who were present. Just before it was to be my turn, the prosecutor graciously offered to let me pay the ticket plus court costs 
to make this all go away. Ah, uh, it's a dang parking ticket. I'm already here. Why bother? After waiting my turn, I stepped before the judge. The judge said a few things. The prosecutor said a few things. And then it was my turn. Your Honor, I move to dismiss the ticket based upon a due process violation on the 14th Amendment. I think that prosecutor might have gotten whiplash her neck snap so fast. I told my story. I just want to know what violation number 27 is. I looked. It's not in the law books, not in the city ordinances. I'm being charged with something without being told what it is. And the judge smiled a bit, turned to the prosecutor and said, I've been waiting for someone to bring this up. The prosecutor's jaw dropped. Your honor, I went on. State statute requires certain elements to be on any citation for it to be valid. Among those things is a citation to statute or ordinance. And there are a couple of other issues with the ticket. It doesn't conform to the statutory requirements for a citation. The judge turned to me and asked if I had the ticket. Yes, ma'am, I do. And she asked if I had the paperwork that was handed out when I arrived in court. I did. And then the good judge took a few moments to walk us through that paperwork to show that neither the parking ticket nor the paperwork contained the requisite statutory elements for a citation or summons. Then the judge advised she would take the matter under advisement. The verdict. A few weeks later, I got a big manila envelope in the mail with the judge's order. In clearly written legalese, she went step by step through my argument, the requirements in statute and ordinance, and the utter failure of the city to write a single valid parking ticket on their standard form in many years. Years ago, parking enforcement officers actually took a pen and physically wrote in ink on a three-part pre-printed parking ticket form. Barbaric, I know. They didn't have handheld computers to print them out. This was just a few years after we figured out that banging two rocks can make a spark to start a fire. I told you, I'm old. And what did I tell you about staying off my lawn? This is a a strange notion that's being continued here by OP, but I can't lie, I'm kind of loving it. Comments down below, how old do you think OP is? She detailed that the city, to allow their parking enforcement officers to write tickets faster, used their own list of violation numbers. Expired meter is number one. No parking zone is number two that did not correspond to any section numbers of the statute or ordinance. If you didn't have the list, you just might not know. And the judge threw out my parking ticket as a due process violation of the 14th Amendment. Oh, and that violation number 27 was parking too close to a handicapped ramp. I didn't see it under the snow. My bad, didn't matter. I'd moved out of town by then. Well, there you go. The very definition of petty revenge. Going to court over a parking ticket. But as OP has shown, and as the verdict has shown, this woman was well within her rights to do so and got some very valid justice and revenge at the end of it. Not just helping herself out by obviously not having to pay the ticket, but everyone else who was given maybe a correct ticket, to be fair, in the same sort of way, you know, on that form. It's great stuff. Now, yeah, you could say it's pedantic, but then again, so are the majority of traffic wardens. If you're 10 seconds over the limit, they're going to hit you with a big old fine. They just love doing it. At least that's been my experience anyway. So doing this is some great revenge and I simply love it. Let's move on. Now for our next petty revenge story. She expected an inheritance from my late husband. My husband passed away two years ago. He was a remodeler who had a broad list of clients. For a time, to help out the adult daughter, Kiki, of my good friend of 42 years, Amy, he would hire her as a helper on some of his larger remodeling projects. During that time, Kiki would occasionally borrow things for her own projects. A portable CD player, a pair of channel locks, a winch and come along, a table saw, chainsaw, a Graco cart paint sprayer, and an air compressor and nail gun. 
They were all borrowed clean, in working order, in good condition, with all relevant parts included. Every single one of them was returned with great delays, all broken and missing significant parts and a load of excuses. Over two years, Kiki managed to cost him nearly $5,000 in losses. Finally, he quit hiring her as a helper because he caught her stealing from one of his clients and forced her to put the item she took right back and then kicked her out of the job immediately. Last September, I was visiting Ami and Kiki was there. And then Kiki hit me up for what she called her promised inheritance, which was the first I'd ever heard about it. Given that my husband and I spent the eight years of his terminal illness talking about what he wanted after his death, given that he gifted things of his that he wanted friends to have before he died, I knew dang well he didn't intend for Kiki to have anything. My husband left no will. Amy knew that my husband had quit lending Kiki tools after getting the cart paint sprayer back. It was a $1,200 purchase and was less than four months old when it was borrowed and returned broken in ways the warranty would not cover. Amy also knew Kiki's attempted theft had caused him to refuse to have her work on anything with him for any reason. Amy was also a victim of her daughter stealing from her as well. Now, our state is a community property state. When a spouse dies without a will, only the surviving spouse inherits. So Amy told her daughter to back off and I got the bright idea of how I was going to handle getting rid of all that broken stuff, which was still taking up room in the tool shed. So I told her I'd be sure to pick something out for her, even though her own behavior was the root cause of the bad blood between herself and my husband. So the next day, with Amy's help, I dropped off all the broken tools and the busted up CD player Kiki borrowed from my husband at her apartment. Kiki wanted to know what I expected her to do with all of her. I told her that I expected her to do with them whatever it was she'd expected my husband to do with them after she returned them in the condition they were in. Now she is the proud owner of a bunch of useless tools and I got to reclaim nearly 35 square feet of space in what is now my tool shed. First of all, can I just say, what a woman Kiki is. She sees you for the first time in a while after hearing that your husband, a man who has helped her for multiple years in the past, selflessly, graciously, out of the goodness of his heart, has sadly passed away from a terminal illness. And without even uttering a word of of empathy or sympathy, she just says, so, where's my money? I mean, she she didn't say that, but you know, that is what she wanted to say. You can tell, and that is pretty much what she said, to be fair. Um, I don't think she would have said that word, uh, but maybe she would. She does seem like that sort of person. I guess she is a thief, and she was after money and tools that she got for free the entire time, and she clearly had no real care for, for how they were returned or what state they were in, despite the fact that they were literally gifted to her for free to borrow. But uh, yeah, nonetheless... Oh, I really want some money from someone who had a terminal illness who I really actually don't have any real relationship with apart from stealing all their stuff. It makes sense. It really, really does. Great revenge nonetheless. And hey, use that tool shed well. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
well. Now moving on to our third petty revenge story. She tried to extort a baby from me, but ended up helping me keep it. This happened way, way back. My daughter is 30 now. When I was 18 though, and in my first year of college, I got pregnant. The father joined the Navy to escape responsibility. My parents, who are strict conservatives, except when it's inconvenient, abandoned me and cut me off financially. They wanted me to have an abortion to prevent the loss of my scholarship. That's how I found myself at 18, suddenly and totally responsible for myself and my living situation, with no financial or emotional support from anyone. Wow. I lived at a private dorm and was befriended by the property manager, Donna. When I told her my situation, she swooped in like a hero and helped me get a place to stay at one of the other properties she managed. I was getting evicted from the dorm. She then helped me get a job at a gift shop at one of those properties. I thought she was the most wonderful person for all of this until her true motives became clear. She wanted to adopt my baby even though I'd expressed no interest in giving my baby up for adoption. After a few weeks of work, she launched a campaign to convince me that I was unfit to be a mother and that my baby would be so much better off if I let Donna have it. At first, it was subtle, passive-aggressive remarks about how much money she and her husband had, how she couldn't have children herself, how she hoped she was able to adopt one day, and what a wonderful life they would give their baby. But as time passed, her approach became more aggressive and direct. She was always around the shop and would even come to my apartment ready to point out things I did or didn't do that proved what a terrible mother I would be. She went into long rants about how awful I was for having a baby without a father, how we'd be welfare trash forever, how God brought her into my life because she was meant to have my baby. It was endless and constant for months. Sometimes I let her comments upset me and make me wonder if she was right. But in my heart, I knew that I'd be a good mother. For a while, and feeling intimidated, I let myself be bullied into including her in baby-related events. I even let her go with me to the sonogram where I found out my baby was a girl. She was so excited for me. As I got closer to delivering, I got stronger in making clear to Donna that I was not giving up my baby. I tried to avoid her as much as I could, but I was regularly reminded how much power she had over my living situation. I soon had co-workers telling me she was claiming that my baby's adoption was a done deal. She even told people she was decorating a nursery and buying baby girl clothes. The level of manipulation here is insane due to her position of power, I guess. When it became clear that she was not going to change my mind, she started threatening me with eviction from my apartment and firing me from my job. That way I'd realize how unstable my situation was and recognize I had no business having a baby. And sure enough, I lost my job. She fired me for not wearing my shoes behind the cashier's counter at the gift shop. When I was on my feet all day, my feet would swell right out of my shoes. I'd stay behind the counter and slip up my shoes for a bit but never in view of the customers. Still, that was reason enough in Donna's mind to teach me a lesson. It didn't take long after losing my job to also lose my apartment. I ended up couch surfing and even spent some time homeless until I got some housing assistance. In the meantime, I'd gone to the EEOC and complained, and they helped me mediate with the owners of the gift shop property. As a result, Donna got fired from managing that property and I got months of back pay and some extra money for my trouble in exchange for not full out suing them. This small cash windfall turned out to be a huge blessing that actually enabled me to survive financially until I had my baby and could get back in school. Donna firing me was the best thing that could have ever happened. I saw her years later and she was still childless. 
The best revenge is my daughter is now getting ready to graduate full scholarship and magna cum laude from a top law school It turns out being raised by a single mom is not as awful as donna thought Wow, that's actually a brilliant revenge story I don't even know if this is necessarily petty to be fair This is just fantastic and the fact of the matter is that you telling this 30 years after it happened is so nuts And I absolutely love it. Wow. Just the position you were in is just completely disgusting because she Donna had so much power over you in this moment and for all that period of time that honestly a lesser person may well have given in and said look as much as i would obviously love to keep my baby i need to be on side with this person to be able to survive right i mean the fact of the matter is that she is the one controlling your job your income and your housing That is so much manipulative power that she has over you She's pretty much full-out blackmailing you and yeah coming up with some absolutely ridiculous reason to uh, to fire you Unbelievable. Let's be honest. Donna is just a bit of a psycho She even told people she was decorating a nursery and buying baby girl clothes Look, I've already said that the manipulation is crazy, but that is just nuts i've got to say in reality donna is the one that would clearly be a terrible mother the way she treated you and yeah as you've seen what a great mother you turned out to be don't assume others don't speak spanish so i'm a bridal stylist i help people find their wedding gown i love my job and 99 of the time it's a happy wonderful job with great co-workers and customers and then there's the one percent i had a bride today who was very sweet but just didn't connect with the gowns we had that's okay it happens sometimes she was fine but her mum, and somehow it's always the mum or the aunt was decidedly not happy and decided to talk rubbish about me in spanish the whole time does this woman know what she's doing she's pulling nothing but ugly gowns said gowns were selected by the bride i hope you don't ever get as fat as her and so on lovely now i am whiter than a jar of mayo and i don't necessarily look like i speak spanish however my parents are from a spanish-speaking country even though they're not ethnically hispanic i knew a lot more as a kid but i still know enough to get around so i waited until the end and as they were leaving i said i hope you have a great day please feel free to come back anytime you'd like we have lots more gowns you can go through if you'd like i said that in spanish to the bride and her mum. and oh man you know how good it feels when you're in so much pain and the doctor finally gives you something that works and you're suddenly not feeling any pain anymore or when you're craving the heck out of a specific flavor of ice cream and you manage to find it yeah seeing the look on that bride's mum's face when she realized i heard and understood the entire hour of her ripping me to shreds was so much better well let me tell you guys this story is very pertinent to me because I've had it exactly in the past. Actually, it happened to one of my housemates that I now live with. Um, we all speak Spanish in this house. Funny story. I mean, I speak it the worst out of all of them, to be fair. But we all speak a little bit nonetheless. And back in the day when we were all learning it in school, my one particular housemate, uh, he really enjoyed swearing in spanish in public because you can't really swear in public in english can you you can't get away with that but in spanish in england a lot of people don't know what you're saying it was a street party that we were having and we were playing table tennis and uh yeah he lost the point and decided to just scream in spanish a uh, a pretty terrible swear word to be fair i mean not that bad but a swear word nonetheless and out of nowhere a mother comes along and says to him by the way you do know that not everyone here doesn't know spanish i mean literally very similar to this story now he wasn't admittedly he wasn't going after someone in particular he was just swearing in spanish to himself because he, he missed the shot but still 
you never know who might be speaking Spanish out there. And it's not as if it's a very uncommon language. I mean, what is, is it like the, the third most spoken language in the world? I presume it is right behind Mandarin and English. I mean, I might be wrong there. Get in the comments, let me know. But it's definitely up there. It's top five, that's for sure. So yeah, to go into a wedding shop and insult a woman to her face in a language that is spoken, like it's one of the most spoken languages in the world. It's a little bit dumb and... um brilliant revenge just saying back to her have a great day in spanish fantastico and now for our final petty revenge story of today's episode roommate stole my washcloths so i decided to let her steal one more my freshman year i had the most inconsiderate roommate who stayed up all night talking loudly eat my food etc oddly my washcloths that i used to wash my face would go missing like i think i lost three or four throughout the semester I thought someone was taking them, but I had no idea where to. Well, the end of the semester, we were cleaning out the bathroom cabinets to move out. And what did I find shoved in the far back corners of the cabinet? My washcloths, which were covered in orange foundation. Clearly evidence from my one rude roommate because she wore so much foundation every single day. I was super annoyed because I had to keep buying more washcloths to replace the ones she stole. Well, I decided to use one of my other washcloths and clean the disgusting bathtub with it. I'm talking ring of shampoo, dirt, hair everywhere, etc. I was planning on just throwing it away afterwards, but I decided to hang it up and let it dry. In the same place, I'd hang my washcloths for my face. The next day, the washcloth I'd use for the bathtub was covered in orange foundation. The look on her face when I told her. No regrets. And there we go, ending with possibly the most petty of all revenges I've covered in this episode. Not gonna lie, completely deserved, as pretty much all these revenges were in this entire vid. But yeah, that is the most petty of them all. The easy thing would have been to just tell her. Look, can you stop doing that? Stop using my washcloths. But where's the fun in that, friends? That's my question. No, I want to see the, the bottom of the bathtub on your disgusting orange face. And I've got nothing against foundation, by the way. But still, I'd rather see some dirty shampoo than orange on someone's face. That is for sure. Especially this girl. Nonetheless, a phenomenal revenge. Completely deserved. And that just sums up this episode. And in fact, this subreddit. If you do want more petty revenge content right away, it's a subreddit that I absolutely love at the moment because it's all pretty simple, you know. It's not really that offensive. Just justified actions against pretty terrible people that aren't that bad but deserve the revenge they get. Anyway, it's up here on screen and down below in the description if you want to click on it and watch some more. If you're new to the channel, hit the like button, subscribe, leave me a review, leave me a comment, follow, whatever platform you're on. There are a multitude of things you can do to make me feel really happy inside. So please do all of them. Thank you very much. And I'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new Reddit episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.